Are you ready for it? Welcome to Enchanted, a Taylor Swift podcast. For us three Swifties, this is our holy ground. Every episode will consist of us breaking down a Taylor Swift song based on her lyrics when she wrote the song, our own connections to the song, and of course, throwing out different theories based on our girl's love of a good Easter egg. Come back, be here every Sunday for a new episode. Hi, and welcome to the first ever episode of Enchanted, a Taylor Swift podcast. We are so happy to have you here. I am one of your co-hosts, Cardi C, and I am joined by the lovely Christina and the fabulous Meredith. Um, and we are so happy to get this podcast started. And Taylor Swift, I hope that you're listening to this because it is an extra special podcast because we are starting it the day before your 32nd birthday. Christina, as a 32-year-old, how does it make you feel being the same age as Miss Swift? Just curious. Well, seeing as we were both born in 1989, it's an honor every year to get to her birthday and us be the same age until my next birthday. And I hope she's feeling 32. It feels the exact same as 22. So absolutely, maybe maybe a little better, but not much. Yeah, a little wiser. That's what I was going to say is you're about 10 years more wiser. So Meredith, because this is kind of like our first face-to-face interaction, even though it's like Zoom, I would love to know your original thoughts on Taylor's, um, Red, Taylor's version. I mean, what can I not say about this? I am just obsessed and it's been like the only thing I've been listening to. I actually just got back from a 26 hour road trip um, from Colorado with one of my best friends and pretty much just kept playing all too well Taylor's version, the 10, I'm sorry, the 10 minute version. And it was just, it like encapsulated everything. It was just chef's kiss. Beautiful. Beautiful. So good. I can't wait because one day we're going to have just the all too well episode. And I have a feeling that that's going to be like an hour long. Yeah. Cause we're just going to talk about everything all too well. And Christina's joining us from the red room. So it's just, it's <laughs> perfect. Like 50 shades of gray. I was just going to say, are we also 50 shades of gray? Cool. <laughs> yes. The room I'm sitting in is painted red, <laughs> but it is not a red room. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That was so funny. I didn't mean for that to come out that way. I was like, oh, it's red and we're talking about red. Okay, well, um, we're so excited to have you guys here. Um, And this is going to be a very, very fun podcast about all things Taylor Swift. We're kind of going to go one by one down each song, starting with Red Taylor's version. Um, And But before we start each episode where we go into that, we would love just to kind of encapsulate encapsulate did I say that word correct I don't think that I did um (laughs) close enough thank you give it some flair Um, yeah you gotta add spice um what's (laughs) the the meme with the guy the salt anyways the salt guy that's that's what I'm yeah that's who I am right now um but before we break down each song um and Meredith we kind of started with you we just wanted to kind of talk about Red Taylor's version as a whole because it's just a masterpiece all in itself. Um, 
So yeah, I, I just, I love it so, so much. I can't stop listening to it. Um, Christina, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I tried to switch to Adele when Adele's album came out, but it just didn't seem to fit. No offense, Adele. I'm sure it's a great album and I sampled it, but I could not take away from the Taylor side of my life at that moment. But this was my favorite album before she re-recorded it. It was kind of my, wasn't my gateway album, but it was like the one that solidified me being a fan. And I think that's just because it's her most emotional album. If you really were to break them all down, I think this is the most emotional one because it really does encapsulate, there you go, the um, the whole like beginning of your 20s from your biggest heartbreaks to wanting just to feel free, being sad, confused, lonely, magical at the same time. So I think that that's why I really love this album. But then what, when you add in the fact that she re-recorded all of it, it just, oof. Adding in the vault songs, and we'll go into detail, but like nothing new. I was like, dang, I felt that in my 20s and someone actually finally put it into words. And so that was a bit, it was a bit heartbreaking. But also I think it's interesting with all of her re-recorded albums, the Taylor's version, when she puts in these vault songs, you know, because for a lot of these ones, they have very lyrical similarities to Red but they have very 1989 or folklore vibes and not necessarily like red vibes. So I think that part is very interesting to me. But other than that, there are some notable differences, which I'm sure we'll go into as we go through songs. But I think it's a 10 out of 10, maybe even 13 out of 10. Yeah, I was going to say like a 12, (laughs) like... (laughs) I mean, Rolling Stone thinks it's five out of five and they never get that out. So it's breaking all the records. So she's clearly doing something right. Yes. And she just got nominated. What is it for the Grammy with Evermore? Yep. Album of the year for Evermore. Shit. She's just crushing it. I feel like I just have to ask this one question, even though it doesn't necessarily have to do with her music. But based on um, her music video, I Bet You Think About Me, that features Chris Stapleton, do we think she's actually married? Mm. What I will say is the, the little snippet video that she posted where she's singing Champagne Problems. In that dress. In, in oh. her dress. And I just sat there and I said, Bitch, if you aren't fucking married by now, then that boy has got to get his crap together because <laughs> this is so like, oh, it was just so painful and amazing and incredible at the same time. And I dro- I realized I just dropped an F-bomb. So sorry about that. But if Taylor Swift can, then I can. So that's what I'm going with now. <laughs> yeah, girls dropping all the F-bombs these days, which makes me just love her that much more. Um, I thought she was married back with Lover, so I wouldn't be surprised when she came out with the song Lover, like the lyrics and that definitely allude to her being married. Well, so. is it also um, the Christmas Tree Farm music video? Aren't Isn't there speculation that she did get married there? Because mm-hmm. there's one scene where you see a calendar and there's like a heart. If I'm not mistaken, I feel like there's a lot of conspiracy around that. 
It's like a July date or something. Or am I just well, making it up? Well, see, I thought it was, um, oh, when you listen to the song Lover and it goes, um, we'll keep the Christmas lights up till January. And then she says, has it been 20 minutes or 20 years? So I always thought that she got married in January of 2020. That, w- mm. that was always my theory. But yeah. Ooh. Chills. Guess we're going to break down those theories <laughs> as we go along. But Cardi C, what are your thoughts on Red Taylor's version? Christina, you know this. My Gateway album was 1989. I had always like mm-hmm. kept up with Taylor Swift because I had family and friends that love Taylor Swift. And so the singles that were always on the radio, that's what I always listened to. But then when 1989 came out, I remember listening to the entire album in full as soon as it dropped. And I just, I think I got to clean and I just started breaking down crying. And I was like, why haven't I given this person more of my attention like why did it take this long for me to give them all of my attention and um so i did go back and listen to red taylor or not taylor's version but the what are like what are the kids calling it the stolen version red the stolen mm-hmm. version yeah <laughs> and i was like okay this is good i fell in love with all too well and i but i i I felt like I was missing something and I wasn't for sure what that something was. And I felt like for me, I had never really gone through the heartbreak that everyone kind of gets to go through in high school and or college. So yeah, I didn't really, I, I just wasn't paying attention to it. And then I, when red Taylor's version was coming out, I was like, okay, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. And it blew me away. Like it, it has now become my probably second most favorite album. Um, it's really close to number one because it's, it's every genre known to man under one, under a 30 song album. And it's just, it's fantastic and amazing and sad and beautiful and tragic and everything else that you can put into words. In 30 songs, we are not worthy. Mm -hmm. 30 songs is a lot of songs for an album. And I wonder if she would have put out a 30 song album back when this came out. This is her fourth, was her fourth album. Yeah. If people would have given it the time of day that they do now, or if it is doing well because she has built up that fan base and then was able to put out this album, which included the 10 minute version of All Too Well, based on what the fans wanted. So, what are your thoughts? I will say I did go to Target before this and they do have the vinyl at Target right now. That sucker is $50. um, And I was like, holy moly. But then I realized it does come with four vinyl discs. And I was like, okay, I guess. It's pretty thick. Oh, oh, I think I just got mine. Is this just, yeah. yeah, it just. And it has like the handwritten lyrics and all of that. Worth it. Just go ahead and pull it out. That's great. <laughs> True fans up in this biz. <laughs> I 
I spent probably like five hundred dollars on tailors <laughs> with merch this go around, and I won't be doing that on any future ones, oh. just because the red was my favorite. I feel like this is safe to put in here, but Christina, do you remember how you texted me and you, you were like, "Hey, the folklore jacket is fifty percent off." Did you buy one? No, I come home and Caleb goes, "Hey, I got you a surprise, but it's a Christmas surprise." And I looked at him and I said, it's the folklore varsity jacket. And he looked at me with like straight face and he goes, how did you know that? And I said, because I got the sale notification and I just kind of assumed that you love me a lot. So, you know, yeah, that's how we got to that conclusion there. So, (laughs) yeah. Perfect. (laughs) Merry freaking Christmas. (laughs) I will say she has put out a lot of merch this go around for Red. So much merch. Yeah. And remember. And I have probably 90% of the time. <laughs> remember, Christina, when you were like, Homegirl hasn't released a single. Homegirl hasn't released any merch. This album. And, and you were like, something is happening. Something is happening. And then it's like every day. New merch. New merch. New merch. New merch. New merch. Or a music video. A new version of All Too Well. Um <laughs> Like, I'll do this stuff. Yeah. Remember when I called the merch that was going to come out, though? Because I said, homegirl needs to put out a scarf. Check. She needs to put out an all-too-well journal. Check. <laughs> and she needs to put out pajamas. Check. Like, those were, those were the three things they said if she was to do merch and ask me what she should put out. Those, those are the items. And then she put all three of them out. She just listened to you. She just knew. She knows. She knows. It's because you have a red room. It's because you Meredith, we both talked about our gateway albums to Taylor Swift. What was yours? Um, Fearless. Fearless came out when I was in college. And Love Story was the anthem with me and my sorority sisters. Like, you could not go into... Um, my late husband's basement fraternity basement without that playing once a party because it was everything um, just literally everything about it we were just truly obsessed with and I still like vividly remember one of my um, sorority sisters got married two years after we graduated and naturally she played love story and the amount of us girls that dropped to our knees at that moment in the song um, and just like screamed that out loud to each other. It is one of those memories that will just live on in my life because I'm like this girl, she just Taylor, she knows how to bond us. And that was it from that. We were, we were done. We're inseparable. That just gave me cold chills. Just thinking about like 40 some people in a room dropping to their knees, screaming love story to the top of their lungs. Okay. Needed that. Just until we get to all scream, fuck the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be the same feeling. (laughs) Yes. Thousands of people. Thousands. Well, I feel like we have talked a lot about red taylor's version and i'm so incredibly excited to get this podcast started with you guys 
Um, I wanted to <laughs> create a sign off for the podcast. I didn't tell you guys this. They're giving me looks like, what are you doing? Um, but <laughs> in it chanted, um, she sings, um, please don't be in love with somebody else. So please make sure you listen to the next episode. That's the best way that I could come up with like my sign off for that. So please listen to our next episode and we hope that you have enjoyed this one. Have a great day. This episode was sparkling. Don't you let it go. We are just as excited to meet and connect with you as you are to meet and connect with the one and only Taylor Swift herself. So go follow us on Instagram at Enchanted Pod and tell us your theories, favorite songs, and so much more. See you there.